Hey folks, in this episode, I'm talking to photographer Nina Robinson. We're gonna be talking about a project she's working on called Phototherapy. This is Twitter. Hey folks, welcome back to This Week in Photo. I am your host, Frederick Van Johnson. I have the distinct honor of being able to talk to Miss Nina Robinson today. She's a photographer and uh, she's doing some really interesting things in a project that she calls phototherapy. Nina has joined us from beautiful Minneapolis to, uh, to chat through this project and let us know how it's going. What was the inception of this project? Why'd she create it? And some of the things that she learned along the way. Nina, how are you? doing welcome to the show how are you i'm good i'm good i'm excited to talk to you about this you know you and i were talking a little bit offline there and uh i i feel like we could talk for hours but somehow we have to manage just cram that down into an interview so yeah, that, yeah so i'm gonna stay focused i'm gonna stay focused um okay. so <laughs> yeah right so let's start with who who you are who is nina robinson if you were if you're at a cocktail party or something and someone asked you to describe yourself you know what how do you describe nina robinson that's tough to answer because i'm a, i'm many different things i remember when i first started photography and i was like oh photography is the love of my life like i couldn't imagine doing anything else um photography is me but you know as you get older no, your career is not you. Um, yeah. You know, just photography isn't just me. I'm so many different things. Like I'm a daughter. I'm an auntie. I'm, you know, I've, I've I travel a lot, um, um, and I just happen to love to communicate visually. Yeah, and communicate with my images, and um, but that took me a while to you know figure out like you know photography isn't isn't the only thing that I can do. Yeah. But it's definitely how I love to communicate with people and connect with people. No, I love that. I, I would I would categorize you um, much like me as a visual storyteller. You know, yeah. you yeah. love telling stories. Um, the tools are important, but, you know, secondary to the overall story. Right. That you're trying to tell. So what what drives like the, the, we're going to dive into the project that, that I okay. mentioned in the intro there in a second, the phototherapy project. But what what drives you to, to do what you do? Is it you know, is it, you can even put a box around it and talk specifically about phototherapy. But what what makes you what's that draw that says, OK, I have to do this. Phototherapy, it wasn't necessarily a project, but it was something that um, was necessary at the time. Um, before I started um, teaching at William Hudson Senior Center in the Bronx, I was, you know, I was doing a lot of storytelling, um, you know, just in, in New York. And, and then I think uh, what happened was there was a series of um, deaths that occurred um, you know, in a matter of, of six months, mm -hmm. um, you know, friends and family. Um, and it, I guess what I can say is, um, you know, during that time, it made me really think about, okay, what am I doing with, um, with my, what am I doing with my work? Um, mm -hmm. it, it just made me start to think more deeply about life in general and what type of message I'm sending with, um, with my images. So I did, um, a body of work, um, in, in Arkansas, in rural Arkansas, 
when I went to go visit my grandmother who was, who was sick and she ended up passing away, um, the first week into my trip. And that project, um, became, you know, not forgotten in Arkansas family album. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was only supposed to stay down there for maybe two weeks and it ended up being, you know, over three months I stayed with my family in rural Arkansas, um, after my grandmother passed away. Um, and it was never even a project. It was a time for me to take a step back from life and to just photograph, mm -hmm. photograph whatever, whatever came to me. It was never a project. Um, so these images, um, they were just feelings. They were just my feelings, um, you know. And you're using the camera as a release, right? So yeah. I was using the camera as, as a release um, during that time. And so... Um, when, when I did come back to the Bronx where I was living at the time, um, I, I happened to get a, a job at William Hodson senior center teaching two days a week intro to photography to senior citizens. And so, um, you know, as the, the class started to progress, it, it just, you know, students, they didn't, none of the students had the same cameras, um, we didn't have a whole lot of funding and it was my job to figure out what this class could be. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I, you know, I listened, I listened to a lot of my students and, you know, I, I also brought in images for them to, to look at. I, um, you know, and I listened to our conversations that we would have. And so I, I took some time to analyze, okay, what, what is this class? You know, because it can't be an intro photography class because not a lot of this, none of the students have the same equipment mm -hmm. and it's not too much funding. So, um, it became a phototherapy class where we students who had cameras would, you know, would be able to photograph and students who just wanted to join in on the conversations were able to talk about, um, you know, the, the single image and how the single image can, you know, start a discussion. So it was it was such a moving um, class because we collectively shared so many stories, so many personal stories. Um, I think when um, I was getting us all warmed up with each other, um, one thing I did was um, have them bring in um, photographs, family photographs, and we all went around in a circle and we shared, you know, why these these particular images mean so much to to us. And it got very emotional, even for myself, um, sharing about um, the past and. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was it was such a beautiful thing because that was the first way that we really connected. And you had them bring in photos that they'd already like, just sort of older photos and yeah. and and just sort of photos that trigger memories. And you guys just sort of huddled and then talked about mm -hmm. the photos themselves. Yeah. So I had um, I made sure that I put all the chairs in a circle. Mm -hmm. So um, I and then I asked them to, you know, bring in their photographs. And so they talked about their photographs and some of them didn't even have photographs to bring in. They just brought in their, um, you know, family heirlooms, things that meant something to them at their home. And so that was beautiful, too. Um, and so we just went around and we just we talked about what these these items meant to us. Um, uh, one of my students, um, he he brought in, gosh, I forget his name, but he brought in a photograph of the home he grew up in, in South Carolina. Um, and his dad built that home. And it was, 
and he got emotional. I mean, a lot of the students got emotional um, about talking about their their, their childhood many, memories. And many of um, you know the senior citizens, like they have roots in the South, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was predominantly um, my class was predominantly Black and Puerto Rican. So um, you know, most of my students had ties to the South. Yeah, and we talked about the South and I even shared the images that I photographed of my family, um, in the South. I also shared, you know, old family photos that my grandfather took when, um, they were living in Guam at the time. So it was such a beautiful time to just share our backgrounds, um, and, and our memories from our childhood. And then how did, how did you evolve the program from there? So you, know, you guys are sitting in sort of the, the sharing circle, looking at images and the triggering memories and, and, and you know, that, that sort of level of interaction. What was the next level of interaction from there? The next level of interaction was to, um, I had them, those who had cameras, I had them go out and do, um, do photography on the street. So we would just, and it wouldn't be too far. It may be like, be within like one block radius. And so they would ask people to um, either, you know, photograph or they would take street portraits or they would, um, or I'm sorry, they would take pictures of street scenes or um, they would photograph each other. Mm -hmm. And, and then we would come back and, and look and look at that work. Um, But it would usually be like, they would, um, they would shoot for the first day. And then the second day of the week, we would look at the work and we would go over the work. Um, there was also an element to the class where, um, I would pull images from online and images from famous photographers, images from colleagues of mine, and we would talk about their images and what their images meant to them. And, oh gosh, I mean, it would erupt in, um, you never knew what would happen during that time when we were, um, discussing those photographs because there were, um, I would you know, I would pull up media articles. Um, I would, you know, pull up images. And so some of the discussions would, um, get very heated. Uh, some of the discussions would get um, emotional. Give Um, an example of that, like uh, emotional or heated. How, like what was, uh, what was the, the point of contention? Okay. I would say, um, there was this, I think this was probably like three or four months in, I, no, 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 this was definitely like six months in. I put up an image of, I don't feel comfortable naming the photographer, but it was a photographer that was photographing around the Bronx, who mm-hmm. wasn't from the Bronx. And I put up an image of, of their work and they were very taken back by the, um, the photograph because it depicted um, people in the Bronx in a very negative way. And and then we went into the context of, of the photograph and then they were even more um, angry. Mm-hmm. And then it started to, we started to get into a conversation about, well, how do you want to be seen? You know, and what, um, you know, how, like, how important is it to um, take charge of your own, your own image? Yeah. And so learning a lot from my students, because I was, I mean, yes, I was the instructor, but I was also a student to them. Yeah. You know, yeah. If I was a student in the class, I'm learning a lot from them yeah. and they're my elders. And so I was there to, to facilitate the class, but also to learn from them. It was an even exchange. Yeah. What, and, did, what did it look like in terms of, 
you know the you know, obviously it's a class, right? So it's a, it's a, when I when I read the article over on Photographer, I I saw it as this is a it's phototherapy, but it, it's a class where people are learning things, right? But it's <laughs> like the title says, it's also therapy where people are opening up and sharing things. At the at the end of that class. Mm-hmm. looking at the delta, you know, between when, when you started and you ended, first part of the question is, what kind of changes did you see from the, the elderly folks that were participating? Oh, man, the I think the best was many of them did not want to talk. Mm-hmm. N- none of them wanted to share. None of them wanted to talk. Um, they didn't fully trust me. I'm significantly younger. Um, they they were like, who's this girl? Mm-hmm. Who's this kid? <laughs> what, is she, <laughs> what is she trying to make us do? But um, they started to warm up when they saw me, you know, often. I wasn't just a person that was going to leave, mm-hmm. you know, and I was doing this for two, gosh, two years. Um, and so they they really, I think, the, I, I loved the fact that many of them didn't even know each other. And they connected with each other through that class and getting them to speak openly and honestly about things that they've been internalizing. I mean, that was the most important part of that class. Yeah. So that, that was the purpose of it. Yeah. It was, it was definitely, you know, of course I use photography as this tool, mm-hmm. you know, to, um, to, to, you know, get them to speak, but it was about them opening up. It was about talking. It was about them sharing things that maybe they might be harboring and they weren't, you know, they didn't feel comfortable sharing. So, um, the thing about my class, I would have to, like, if there was anything that I noticed, you know, with any individuals, any of the students in the class, I would have to share that with one of the counselors on site. And so there was that element to the class. So, um, there were counselors on site to, to help out or to, um, just be there to, um, speak to some of the seniors. They would also come in and observe the class as well. So it was, it, it was such a, I loved doing it so much and I miss it. I miss it so much, you know? What about, what about Nina? How, how did, how did this course change you over time? You know, from when you started it, probably going in, not knowing what to expect and then, at the end, was it was it a drastic difference between what you were expecting and what what you ended up as, or or was it expected? There were so many things. Um, <laughs> so there was a drastic difference in um, how I approach photography, um, how I approach um, communities, um, how I um, I mean I already I thought that I was a really good listener, but this made me elevate that. Um, more and more. And so, um, I think that it's, this class just allowed me to stay, take a step back further and really evaluate what I, you know, who I am as a visual storyteller, what stories I want to tell, how I want to tell them, um, and including the community in, in that, in the storytelling as well. A lot of the stuff that, you know, that we discussed in the class, I took that back to Arkansas because, um, when I was, um, I was, you know, still working on the Arkansas family album project and, you know, 
experiencing that, um, that class, I, I took my knowledge that I learned from uh, my students and I took that back and implement, um, implemented, um, you know, what, what we collectively created in that class, like in, in the Arkansas family album, in my own, you know, family pictures that yeah. I was creating. So, Yeah. 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 That's interesting. That's a, you know, we, we, we talk about this a lot in this, this series that we're working on. It's the, the idea of how these projects, you know, and sometimes unexpectedly change the photographer or the artist as much as they are affecting the subject that they're, that the, the photographer's photographing. Sounds like this is what happened here as well, right? For sure. This was definitely for me, this was just, con- I don't ever want to stop evolving. Yeah. I, I think like once you stop evolving, you're going to, you're just going to take the same type of work. You're just going to, you know, st- shoot the same type or photograph the same work. Um, and I don't want to, I want to continue to evolve. I want to continue to learn. I will always be a student of this life. And I, you know, I may master a few things, but I'll always be a student of this life and I want to continue to learn and, and create and evolve. Yeah, that's a good way to be because, you know, someone told me once, you know, there's and, you know, you we all know this, but some of us more than others, that there are more things on this planet and this universe to learn than you and your little finite lifespan have time to even comprehend. So you'll be lucky if you scratch a little tiny piece off the surface of what there is to learn (laughs) about everything that's out there. And I want to make it very clear. There's a lot of unlearning that we have to do. Yeah, a lot of unlearning that we have to do. Um, and I'm thankful for that, um, to, to recognize that. I mean, with me, you know, you asked the question, who is Nina Robinson? Um, you know, I'm a definitely a woman who reflects a lot, who questions a lot, even my own intentions. And, um, if I'm doing things, you know, authentically me, if I am in alignment with my own, you know, intentions and my belief systems, and if I'm doing things, you know, if if I'm shooting, if I'm, um, you know, whether I'm, I always question like, am I shooting straight from bias or is this unbiased? And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I need to dismantle that. So, um, one of those I'm, I'm constantly reflecting and we should all be constantly reflecting on our projects, our intentions, um, what, what images we're putting out there in the world. Um, because it's important. It's just, it's really important. You should question everything, even yourself. You should never be so overly confident that you're not questioning, um, you know, the work that you're, you're doing. So yeah, that's, a, that's easier said than, than done for a lot of people. Right. That's, that's the, that's the trick right there. Yeah, that is the yeah. trick, but you, there's going to be a moment in your life, or at least for me, there's always that moment where I, I take a, mo- it's, it's a monthly, it's a bi-weekly monthly thing mm-hmm. uh, where I reflect on, um, everything that I've photographed, you know, up until this point. Or I reflect on the last assignment, like especially if I'm driving, it's a perfect time to reflect. And um, at each assignment that I'm driving from, or each assignment that I'm traveling to, like I reflect on, okay, so what am I going to get out of this? Like, should I just allow this to kind of like happen? Like, it just it really all depends on what um, what I'm photographing. But um, reflection is so important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. All right. I want to rewind a little bit and go back into that group um, and talk a little bit about the gear. 
So I was reading in the article that there was all kinds of cameras that the seniors brought in with them. Tell me, take me through that a little bit. What kind of cameras did you see? It was <laughs> so one of my students had a Polaroid land camera. A land camera. Wow. Polaroid land camera. And um, I had I asked that was the first question I asked. I was like, so what are you guys photographing with? And two students um, were like, well, um, I have a point and shoot. Great. One student had a DSLR Nikon. Great. Another student had a land camera. I'm like, wow. Well, you know, I can go to B&H and get <laughs> film for that for you. And so uh, did they have they had film? Uh, that was that would be my concern. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty. It was wonderful. You know, I was able to get film for them. He said, yeah, my wife, she was about to throw this camera away. And then I said I was starting a photography class. So I decided to bring it in. And I'm like, this is perfect. This is perfect. So I got a uh, film for him. And I, um, I let him know. It's like, okay, there's only 10 shots per, <laughs> you know, um, there's only, there's only 10 shots. So make sure that you, you make this last. And yeah. so, yeah, it was, um, that was, um, it was challenging, but you know, I'm up for the challenge. The thing is with me, what I've done throughout my entire life, I've always looked at the cards that I'm dealt and make do with what I've had, what yeah. I have. Yep. And that's just what you do in life. You just, you navigate through that and you think of creative ways to, um, creative ways to be able to, you know, use what you already have. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, you, cause you don't have anything else, right? It's, it's, you have to solve the, the there's no failure is not an option. So you have to, yeah. you have to solve the equation with the materials at hand, like MacGyver from back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that like, um, I think that when you do that, you have the upper hand Yeah. because yeah. when you're in as, as you were, at least for me, as you're, as, as my career went on, I was able to, you know, easily scan a room and know exactly where I needed to be to to photograph um, someone, to take a portrait, to, you know, and very quick. And because, you know, just, you know, navigating through this career wasn't the easiest. I didn't have, I didn't always have the latest equipment. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of money. Yeah. But um, what I do have is the fact that I'm very resourceful and I always know how to work within my limitations and make my work uniquely me. Yeah, so. that's a, you know, that 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 versatility part of your DNA. Probably you said your family's from the South, right? You grew up. Yeah, yeah. that comes from there. That's where my yeah. family's from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you got to use every part of the pig, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just make do with what you have. And it wasn't I mean, yeah, I say that so carelessly now, but it wasn't easy. It definitely wasn't easy. It was just it was very difficult. But you you learn to you learn to adapt and yeah. you grow and things do get easier. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, speaking of uh, adaptation and gear choices and all that stuff, you chose to use Fuji gear for this particular project. Take me through that decision process. Why and, you know, what 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 were some of the features that that Fuji had that that made this type of project easier to do? Okay, so I want to make it very clear. I'm not a gearhead, but I will say this. Um, when I started photographing with, uh, when I started, you know, sh yeah, photographing with Fuji, it was, um, I just love the feel of that camera in my hand. It reminded me 
of my Minolta X700 that I first shot with, that I first picked up. And I'm like, okay, let me try this out. I tried it out for maybe a month or two. And I was like, okay, I'm ready to switch my systems from Canon to Fuji. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just I knew I knew that it was perfect for me. And one thing that has um, what I love about it is I sh- I sometimes shoot stills for for Netflix, and um, it's perfect for when the um, when cameras are rolling, I can get in there, you know, right next to the DP and take my shots um, using the electronic um, silent shutter. It's perfect for that. Oh, interesting. The silent shutter. Yeah. To be stealthy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love that. I love the silent shutter. And it's um, because when you are taking, mo- like when you're taking pictures of um, intimate moments, you do not want a clunk right. <laughs> no. um, sound while, while you're in that. And, and also, you know, especially if you're on set, oh my gosh, everyone on set will be pissed off at you. So it was, um, I love the, I mean, Fuji is silent, is pretty silent anyways, but that silent shutter is, you can't hear anything. Yeah. No, I love, that's the magic, the magic of mirrorless cameras, right? Being, being able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, when we first talked, you mentioned that you're, this isn't the only project you're working on. You're working on some other things as well. Can you, what can you tell me about what else is going on? What other plates is Nina spinning right now? (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. So, um, photo therapy, um, with the senior citizens that ended when I moved from the Bronx. Um, so I'm no longer doing that in the Bronx. And what I would like to do with that is to partner with a, a hospital or clinic to offer services like that throughout, throughout the U S and you know, I don't know. I I'm, I'm not seeing like this being a two year thing. I'm seeing this, I would love to do something like this where it's two weeks at a time or three weeks at a time. Um, you know, just throughout the U S where something like this is needed, but it's not offered. Mm-hmm. Um, now with, uh, <laughs> with my new projects, um, I have this new project that I'm exploring, um, I'm exploring death, but not death in a sense where it's just, you know, it's someone passing away. I'm exploring death as an ending and just an ending of a cycle. And, mm-hmm. um, so this new project is called death, beauty and reflection. And it just, it, it explores the ending of cycles. It explores endings of chapters and the beginnings of, um, a new chapter. Oh, and interesting. That's, Cause that's what life is about. It's always about the ending and the beginning. Yes. And, and then, you know, reflecting on like how you got there. Um, so that's, I don't want to give too much away, but, um, that's something that I am, um, I'm going to be working on more and more. I'm going to be taking that to, to, to Ireland. My, when I do my residency at the burn, uh, college of arts. That's, that's awesome. See, that's, that's something else we, we, we have to talk about, but that, <laughs> but the, uh, you know, it sounds like your, your death project is about sort of mortality and and the the cyclical nature of things and yes. sort of the the you know to to go super nerdy on you the the <laughs> the laws of of uh energy conservation or yes, you know definitely. energy cannot be destroyed or created only transferred so yeah. kind of in that vein is that where you're going yeah definitely um you know this touches on theory psychology mm-hmm. and philosophy and so 
Um, there's going to be writing and, and photography as well, and also video. So I'm exploring more with video, which is um, really exciting because I don't really, I mean, I've shot video for sure. I've shot video for um, my Arkansas uh, family album work, but um, I'll be shooting more and more video with this. All right, Nina. So if, if people want to you know, hire you, bring you on to do the phototherapy project at their facility or otherwise get in contact with you, where, where would you recommend they go? You can um, go to my website to see other work. Um, that's just Nina Robinson Photography dot com. You can email me at Nina Robinson or Nina at Nina Robinson Photography dot com if you want to hear more information about phototherapy um, and if you want to start your own uh, phototherapy program. Uh, for you know other work, you can also check out my Instagram. You uh, you got a lot going on, and uh, I'm I'm excited that you're participating in this Fuji project, this series of of interviews and video and written word. I think this is this is a really good one to add to the stack. There, thank you so much for that. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. You're welcome, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay, great. Thanks. This is Twitter.